So good morning and welcome to Daily Devotion, Passover edition, nine devotionals. This is day five. We're one week away exactly to Good Friday. If you are going to be in one of the towns or cities where we host a Father's House church in person, please make a plan to be there. It's going to be incredible. If you can't be there or you're traveling or you're in another city or country or you usually attend but you're going away, uh, why don't you get a communion box with a, with a scripture and a card and a little uh, sort of instructional and watch the service with some friends, call it a watch party, and then have communion with us all over the world. I think that would be incredible. Costs you nothing. You just ask and we'll get it to you. Or you can pick it up at, at your church. It'll be amazing. Okay, so over the last few days, we have been preparing our hearts and creating space. We've called our Passover series Pascha, the Hebrew, Greek, and Latin word, sort of blended together for the Passover period and the celebration. And today, I want to take you to a passage of Scripture, first in Isaiah and then in Luke chapter 6. So let me tell you, it's about the flood, the covenant, the rainbow, and God's promise fulfilled through Jesus. Isaiah 54 verse 9 and 10 says this, this is like the days of Noah to me, um, God speaking, just as I swore that the waters of Noah would never again cover the earth. So I have sworn that I will not be angry with you and I will not rebuke you for the mountains may depart, the hills may be removed, but my steadfast love shall not depart from you, and my covenant of peace shall never be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. This is a really encouraging scripture reminding us that although we remember the flood and the rainbow, what we should remember is the promise attached to it, that God's anger would never again uh, ruin our lives in that way, destroying it, even though we may have felt we deserved it. That God made a promise that he would never remove himself from us and that his steadfastness and his love is everlasting. And Jesus is exactly the evidence of God's promise. Instead of killing mankind for their sins, it was God in his relationship with us on that side of the relationship who took on death. That's pretty powerful. Instead of man dying, because, you know, how's the recipe? We're in a relationship with God, right? And man made the mistake, committed the sin. So man was punished to spiritual and ultimately physical death. Uh, and God was righteous and just and, and could demand it. God said, if that ever happens again, if you, you ever break covenant with me, it's not you, I, I will ask to die. That's big. It's so big, I think, that we, we need to constantly reiterate the significance and power of that. And then I want to take you to Luke chapter 6 because uh, there's something about the flooding I want to leave with you. And I want to preach about this in a, about a month or two's time. So when you hear it again, you should go, ooh, ah, and amen, right? Uh, Luke chapter 6, verse 48, uh, talking about the man who builds his house, the wise man who builds his house uh, on the rock. It says this, they are like a man, those who hear and do God's word, who builds his house uh, uh, who digs deep, lays good foundation, and builds it on a rock, Luke 6, 48. When a flood came, the torrent struck the house, but could not shake it because it was well built. 
Do you know, we often use that to uh, talk about our ordinary lives, foundations, building solidly, being wise, being wise in what we choose, being wise in what we live out, etc. And there is value in that. But I also want you to make the connection between the story of a flood hitting a house, the story of the flood of Noah hitting the house of God, the people of God, and destroying it because it was built on, on a, a, a volatile, uh, a vulnerable foundation of the huma humanity's ability to obey. And our, our new house, our house of faith built on the solid foundation, the only true foundation you could possibly be talking about Jesus Christ and how that, that same flood, the, the, the need to create righteousness in the world, uh, God would never destroy that faith and allow your, your, your sin to ruin your destiny. This is so incredibly beautiful that it is almost mind-boggling. It overwhelms you with gratitude. It should provoke in you sacrifice. Uh, you would never want to be a chance taker or an advantage taker of God. None of that is true. That if you uh, truly grasp the extraordinary love of God, that you would somehow become, you know, the sort of an annoying chance-taking rebel. In exactly the opposite happens. An overwhelming sense of gratitude provokes in you a sense of sacrifice and service. But really, the, le the lesson for today's devotion is that God is doing a new thing. He has done something in the Old Testament which he swore he would not do again. He has done a new thing which he said would last forever. And that new thing is what Passover reminds us of. We're in a new relationship. It's a new day. He has done new things God is great. And so I wanted to remind you that you now have new strength, not strength based on your ability to obey, but on God's ability to carry you. New strength. And so our strength should never forsake us, right? Uh, we, we have a new spirit. Uh, we have a relationship with God that's forged out of affection and and is, is uh, punctuated by the constant love of God that overwhelms uh, our fears and our weaknesses. We, we, we have a new strategy by which we live our lives. We live no longer out of fear, as we discussed yesterday, but out of faith. There's a whole new strategy. And then, and then uh, we, you know, the Bible says we can sing a new song. And I uh, usually, uh, Fridays or song days, I'm not going to sing a song. I absolutely know where my lane is, and it is not in singing. And Vincent is no doubt cheering from his home. But the Bible does say you can sing in your song. I tell you what you can do. You can sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. And while that is there, both in the Old Testament, uh, sing a new song, in the Psalms, make a joyful noise to the Lord, in, in the Gospels, um, sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, says Ephesians. While that's there, you're constantly repeating some kind of song in your heart. And if it's a breakup song or a blues song, then you're going to live broken up and blue. But if it's a song of redemption... Uh, you're going to live redeemed. So with those ideas, I want to take a moment to pray. And I want to ask that we will be reminded that God has done a new thing and he will do a new thing and that it is everlasting and that it is a new covenant and that this house that Jesus talks about that the floods would never destroy is the house built on faith, built on Jesus Christ. And uh, there is a beauty in that, and we'll unpack it some, some other time. Okay, so I'm going to pray. No devotional over the weekend because we're getting ready for church. Uh, go to church or attend online. Be part of the family. Stay in the journey. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so very much today for the privilege of a new thing. Thank you that Jesus reminds us 
that whereas in the Old Testament, the old ways was that the sinner died, that in the New Testament, the new covenant and the new way is that the Savior died. Thank you that we are beneficiaries of this most extraordinary gift and it provokes in us a loyalty and a dedication and a self-sacrifice and a determination to live a sin-free life. And we thank you that that, that house, could never be washed away. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you.